At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, benchmark. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer set to officially announce his retirement, clearing the way for President Biden to make his first nomination. We're live at the Supreme Court with a look at the front runners and the political battle already brewing on Capitol Hill. Then on the move, new details this morning about that major storm set to hit the East Coast this weekend. So just where will it strike and how bad will it be? Al's live with the very latest forecast just out this morning. Plus, the sound of silence. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. We're taking you inside one of the quietest places on Earth to show the power of listening. It resets your ears, it recalibrates them, mm. and it allows you to listen afresh. What we learned on our journey and the steps you can take to improve how you communicate. Today, Thursday, January 27th, 2022. <laughs> Celebrating my 10th birthday from Hell, New Jersey with the Today Show, Double Digits, woo-woo! From Lancaster, Pennsylvania, celebrating Jameson's first birthday. We, we love, love you, Jameson. Jameson! Here's hoping today is... A-W-E-S-O-M-E. -E. Awesome. <laughs> Y-A-Y, yay! Yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Welcome back. It is a Thursday morning. We're so happy that you're starting your day with us. I get so warmed every time I see those little videos that pop up. The virtual Keep them coming. Yes. All right, guys, let's get right to our news at 8 o'clock. President Biden has a chance to make history with his first Supreme Court nomination. The court's oldest justice, Stephen Breyer, expected to announce his retirement later today. NBC Justice correspondent Pete Williams has more on the timing of Breyer's decision and who was on the shortlist to succeed him. He broke this story yesterday. Pete, good morning. Hoda, good morning. People close to Justice Breyer say he made this decision within the past few weeks to step down and plan to send formal notification to the White House today. President Biden said during the campaign that he intended to make history by nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. And at this early stage in the process, administration officials say there are two leading contenders. One is Katanji Brown Jackson. She's a federal appeals court judge here in Washington, put on the Supreme Court or put on the appeals court rather to fill in the vacancy when Merrick Garland became attorney general. But she knows her way around the Supreme Court. She's a former Breyer law clerk. The other is Leandra Kruger. She's a justice on California's state Supreme Court. She, too, was a clerk here at the U.S. Supreme Court for John Paul Stevens. And during the Obama administration, she was one of the government's top appeals court lawyers. She's argued a dozen cases here. But today is all about Justice Breyer with the formal announcement of his retirement at the White House and his plans to step down this summer, Hoda. Pete Williams for us there at the Supreme Court. Pete, thank you. And now to our other major story, winter storm alerts posted along a lot of the East Coast this morning. A powerful nor'easter could create blizzard conditions this weekend in parts of New York and New England, and that's coming on top of another day of frigid temperatures. Al has got the latest on when it all starts and who's likely to get it. Hi, Al. All right, guys. Well, we're watching these all-important models, but already the winter storm watches for 33 million people from New England down into the Carolinas. We're looking at significant 
differences. The European model, slower, stronger, closer to the coast with heavy snow, especially in New England, blizzard-like conditions. The American model, faster, weaker, and off the shore, more, uh, more easterly. And so that means lighter snow up and down the east coast. Here's what we're calling for right now. Upwards of 12 inches of snow or more down east Maine as you come along extreme eastern uh, uh, Massachusetts. As you get down toward New York, it's more around a three to six inch amount. Again, we're watching this very, very closely as this pushes in. But we do know somebody's going to be looking at blizzard conditions. It's just a matter of when and for how long. And we're going to continue to fine tune that as the newer models come in. Guys? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this morning, a Boston man is being denied a heart transplant because he is not vaccinated against COVID-19. And it's one of many similar stories playing out across the country right now. NBC's Dasha Burns talked to the patient's mother. Dasha, good morning. Craig, good morning. DJ Ferguson has been in the hospital since November. His parents left the Christmas decorations up, waiting to celebrate the holiday until their son came home with a new heart. But just after he made it onto the transplant list, he was told he's actually ineligible because he's not vaccinated against COVID-19. This morning, it's a race against time for DJ Ferguson and his family. My son's in the hospital. He's in um, cardiac crisis. The 31-year-old father of two with a third baby on the way desperately needs a heart transplant. But his mother says Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston says DJ can't receive an organ donation because he won't get a COVID vaccine. He's not an anti-vaxxer, but, you know, he's compromised. Tracy says DJ is concerned about the shot's potential heart-related side effects. The Mayo Clinic listed on their website the myocarditis, pericarditis, and blood clots. A new study just out this week shows of more than 190 million Americans who received an mRNA COVID vaccine before August 2021, just under 2,000 reported a case of myocarditis. Do you think the trade-off of a vaccine for a transplant might be worthwhile? Well, if they can prove to us that it's not going to take his life, I think he would jump on board. In a statement, Brigham and Women's Hospital says they require several CDC-recommended vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine, to create both the best chance for a successful operation and to optimize the patient's survival. Health experts tell us vaccination requirements are standard procedure, given the risks to transplant patients and the scarcity of available organs. It is almost common policy to say, if you don't have all your vaccinations, including covid you're going to be less eligible for a transplant than other people who are going to do better with a scarce heart. Some hospitals, like Cleveland Clinic, require living donors to be vaccinated too. That policy put Mike Gaiman's kidney transplant on hold just days before surgery. Mike was vaccinated. His living donor wasn't. All I remember feeling was, what are we going to do? Where do we go now? Right now, more than 100,000 men, women, and children are on the national transplant waiting list. Tragically, 17 Americans die each day waiting for an organ transplant. Back in Boston, Tracy isn't sure what will happen next. I would want the doctors to treat the patient, not the policy. And as we wait for more news on DJ, some good news about Mike Gaiman, the gentleman whose surgery was put on hold. His wife, Debbie, tells us he found another donor and is recovering from a successful kidney transplant.
Craig. Yeah, that is good news. Dasha Burns for us this morning. Dasha, thank you. All right, this is the time of day we do a boost, yeah. but this isn't just any ordinary boost. This yeah. is a special one. Hoda, you were so sweet. You shared the morning boost with me because it is my mom's 80th birthday, and I'm hoping this gives her a boost. My mom, Nancy Guthrie, was born this day. <laughs> Nancy Ellen Long, 1942 in Fort Wright, Kentucky, carrying that family trait of round cheeks and curly hair and blue eyes that continues to this day. She's lived a life of integrity and loyalty. Mm. She is a consistent doer of the right thing and the hard thing. <laughs> she's a truth teller, whether you really want to hear the truth or not. It, she's quick and she's smart. She's well-read. She's curious about everything. She's daring and adventurous. She's willing to jet off anywhere, and I really do mean jet. She once got in an F-16 oh, and for a ride. She has met unthinkable challenges in her life with grit, without self-pity, <laughs> with determination, and always, always with unshakable faith. She loves us, her family fiercely, and her selflessness and sacrifice mm. for us, her steadfastness oh. and her unmovable confidence is the reason any of us grew up to do anything. She's going to be embarrassed by this, <laughs> but I hope a little pleased because when I think of her, I think of that old proverb, the one she taught me about the woman of noble character. It says, her children will rise up and call her blessed. Mm. And so we do. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy oh, birthday, She's God. turning 80. You got to get a oh. special way, something. That was beautiful. And you told me recently that the reason that you were confident that you were going to have veil was because your mother told you it was going to happen. Yeah, she did. I yeah. believe her. My mom, she's a truth teller, so yeah. she doesn't she doesn't BS, if <laughs> I guess I can say that. Sorry, Mom. And she, when I was in my 30s and wasn't sure I would ever have kids, she said, of course you will, honey. Nancy, of course you will have your family. Wow. Nancy's Beautiful. also a woman of great yeah. faith. She is. And the conversations I've had with yeah. her, yeah. Uh, she always talks about that. She so. is. She's an inspiration. Beautiful. Happy Beautiful. 80th, Nancy. Yeah, happy 80th, yes. Mama. Thanks, Today's Show, for letting me do that. Coming up next, mm -hmm. Hoda's going to give us a lesson on the power of listening. Yeah, it's an important skill. And we actually need to practice. So we're going to take you to an interesting place where I got to do just that. It was a real, it was actually a quiet room where I discovered just how loud the world can truly be. But first, these messages. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
We are back 8-13 with more of our ongoing series start today, and this one's so special. Yeah, it is. Hoda, you spent time honing one of our most crucial senses. Yeah, you know what? Most of us aren't great listeners, myself included, so I decided to tackle something we could all improve, and those are our listening skills. So does this sound familiar? You're at home, you got music playing, you're cooking, you're answering emails, the TV's on, the kids are chatting with you. Well, I've come to realize how distracting life can be and it impacts everybody around us. So I decided to try to do something about it. Do you hear that? Listen, besides the sound of my voice, what other noises are around you? Paying attention is the first step to better listening. Mm -hmm. I've spent my career listening. It's a job requirement. And yet, like so many of us, I could be a lot better at it. It's not our fault. Our world is in hyperdrive. We exist on a freeway of exponential inputs competing for our attention. We are inundated, distracted, and overwhelmed. Everywhere you turn, we're almost on defense. We go deaf. We, we get so used to suppressing street noise, aircraft noise, machine noise, that we lose contact with this incredibly important and beautiful sense, hearing and listening. The premium on accurate and careful listening has simply disappeared. Julian Treasure is a sound and communication expert. His TED Talks on the subject have been heard more than 100 million times. What is conscious listening? It's realizing that you need to put focus on it. So listening is work. It takes effort. It takes time. And in our multitasking world, it's very tough. What would be the first thing I should do? I think it would be great to make acquaintance again with the baseline of sound, which mm. is silence. It resets your ears, it recalibrates them, mm. and it allows you to listen afresh. To see if silence is golden, I head to Ex Machina Soundworks in Brooklyn. They make professional speakers and have just built a state-of-the-art quiet room to test them. Hello, hello, hello! Hello! And with a sound threshold of under zero decibels, it's one of the quietest places on Earth. Okay, did you ever want to know what silence sounds like? This is it. I didn't even realize how loud the world is until right now. To me, this is strangely soothing. The opposite of my usual soundscape. Next, our sound expert suggests immersing yourself in a noisy place and try to isolate each sound you can start to disentangle what are the sounds around me and why is this noise kind of intimidating and what's it doing to me at every level. Julian's final exercise is to experience the healing sounds of nature. So how does all this translate into really hearing other people? For the answer, I connected with another expert listener, Evelyn Glennie, one of the world's foremost solo percussionists and composers. She's also almost completely deaf, yet she still listens in her own way. In my case, it's all about opening the body up as a resonating chamber so that the body is almost like a huge ear. And that means that every sense is involved in the process of listening. 
an epiphany she had at 12 years old when Evelyn first started percussion. Her hearing aids garbled the sound, so her teacher had her place her hands on the wall beside the drum. I could actually feel that drum, you know, somewhere on my hand. And this was just like sun rays coming up. It was like a power woman because it suddenly made me realize that I had to pay attention. I feel you listening to me a thousand percent, like there's nobody else in the world. So at this point in time, I'm looking at you and I'm having a conversation with you and you're the most important person in my life. Evelyn spent a lifetime honing her listening simply because she had no other choice. As for the rest of us, once we realize it is a skill to master, we just have to practice. And the cool, I mean, there were so wow, many cool things about that, you guys. When you're in that chamber, yeah. you can hear your heart beating. I was doing this with my fingers. It sounded as loud as if you were like clapping your hands. I move my hair around. I go, is that my neck cracking? <laughs> you could hear all the little things and you realize all the outside noise. And that, that percussionist yeah. woman, she's amazing. She says she can only focus on one person. Like if you were talking Craig, she wouldn't even notice you. So it's all right here. So she, even though there are distractions in her world, yeah. she's totally one-on-one -on -one and she has like the best listening. But you skills. went into the chamber to sort of re reset baseline silence. Yes. Silence. So what was it like when you went in Brooklyn back oh, out into the real world? Everything was like on fire. I literally wow. wanted to roll the windows up in the car. Yeah. And I started doing like some meditating at home. And it's so funny. I realized like my heater is so loud. Mm -hmm. I didn't know everything. The volume goes up. Was it uncomfortable to be in that silence? They actually tell you you should not stay in there more than 10 minutes because people get like emotionally a little bit off because oh, wow. you're you're not used to being in complete and utter silence hearing no. your own breath no. picture hearing your breath and nothing else Freak me out. Here's for 10 thing. minutes. Like, you're, people had to get out of it. You're about the best listener I know already. I agree. I so if, if you I feel like you're not listening well, <laughs> there's, there's no, no one. Really uh, <laughs> well, it works. It's working with my kids because I'm usually like, honey, just a sec. Let me hold. So now I'm trying real hard just to. Well, my kids don't listen to me. So, <laughs> so what are, that's a whole You should lock thing. them in that room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was yeah. grounded. Thank that was, you. That was really cool. cool. That was very fascinating. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so you. loud in here now, though. It's so loud. <laughs> let's, let's listen to Al, shall we? Oh, boy. <laughs> He's Al, you're on. We hear you. And go. He's giving the forecast right now. Shh. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Let's show you what we've got as far as today's concerned. We are looking at some light snow coming across uh, with this cold front through the Midwest. We've got sunshine out west, a gorgeous day. Temperature-wise, it's going to be awfully cold again through the plains, northern tier states, on into New England, 70s down in southern California, southern Florida as well. For the day today, frigid start here in the northeast, more reinforcing cold air coming into the plains and snow showers through the Rockies with sunshine out west. Or you could tune into Sirius XM Channel 108 tune us on and then turn the volume <laughs> way down. <laughs> Stop it. But best time of the morning now. Yell it, yell it full out. volume. Uh, Pop no, start, baby. Volume. I'd like to go to that silence chamber in Brooklyn and buy real estate inside of it. I'd like to build a, exactly. a man idea. cave inside there. Wow. Move there for a while. Uh, first up on Pop Star today, guys, Jonah Hill. Turns out that the actor has beef with the beloved Mandalorian icon Baby Yoda, what? we think. It's sort, let's break this down. A few weeks ago, Hill said in an interview that his Don't Look Up co-star Leonardo DiCaprio forced him to watch the series, The Mandalorian. But Jonah, just not really that big of a Star Wars fan, so he didn't really love it or whatever. It seems like it's no big deal. Well, 
The way the story was posted online, maybe it sort of made it seem like maybe Jonah Hill is in some weird way in a big feud with Baby Grogu. <laughs> Poking fun at the headline, Jonah wrote on Instagram, I want to say this once for the record officially, Baby Yoda and I are dear friends <laughs> and text at least once a week. <laughs> okay. So it seemed like then everything was fine Good. until Jonah hopped back on social media this week with a video that caused a second wave of concern. Uh-oh. This black guy is from my surfboard is not from a fist fight I got into with Baby Yoda because of our falling out. And then it escalated a little bit from there because in the caption he wrote, Disney Plus definitely did not pay me off to protect the fact that one of their marquee stars has a big mouth and would definitely catch hands if he didn't sucker punch me with his little baby green fist. It's a long way to go there, but thought it was really good fun. Jonah's been sharing all of this ridiculousness online, so we know it's a good fun. By the way, if you're watching Boba Fett, like the spinoff, if you watched it yesterday, you know the return of the Mandalorian. I'll leave it at that. Leave it right there. That's so good. Next up, Celine Dion, the legendary singer 1996 ballad, It's All Coming Back to Me Now, is absolutely exploding on TikTok. I don't know if you're familiar with the trend. Hoda, I know you are. People are recording themselves doing their best dramatic lip syncs with some pretty impressive lighting and prop works. Here's an example. Check out how fellow Canadian singer Michael Bublé honored Celine. My my next clip, that is obviously the cast of This Is Us. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, that okay. They must have a lot of time on that set. <laughs> There's Sterling K. Brown and Mandy Moore. Bless John Huerta. So they, yeah. they Here's Bublé's. It's probably the real oh, Stanley Cup, too. Cute. It might be. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, not the only ones who are messing around. On, oh, here's yours. Okay, here's... Uh, here's. Wow. I was going to ask you about that. I think it was for dramatic for effect. Oh, yeah. By the way, did you see Jenna's thirst trap yesterday? No. Yeah. Well, first of all, I learned what a thirst trap was yesterday. It's, what is it? What is Posing thirst... sexy like, you know, how Martha Stewart What's did. What's it called? A thirst oh, trap. Just just thirst like provocative, like the young people post provocative like pictures. Kim okay. Okay. That's like not... called Instagram, right? A.K.A. JBH was just like a librarian yesterday. Yeah, she, oh, okay. she, went, she went sexy librarian. It's Got worth it. the check. Next up, David Beckham, get ready, dads, because we're all going to feel this probably one day. On Wednesday, Beckham sharing some crushing news about his 10-year-old daughter, Miss Harper 7, writing on Instagram, Harper 7 mentions she has a crush, Whoa. and this is Daddy's face. But it's okay, she said, Daddy, you are my only talent. As a father of three girls, you, gonna have you got to hold on to that Valentine <laughs> as long as possible. Oh, it's a tough one. Yep, so you're a good, you know, your jiu-jitsu kicks in, your black belt when they're <laughs> in high school. All right, finally, uh, Macaulay Culkin, the home alone actor and partner Brenda Song, are engaged. The couple who began dating four years ago welcomed their first child together, Dakota Song Culkin, last spring. And although Macaulay and Brenda are typically very private about their relationship and family, a recent paparazzi photo... Uh, of songs sporting a hefty looking rock on that finger seems to confirm all the good news. So we wanted to wish them a very uh, big congratulations. Yeah, cool. Big, big nice. congratulations. Ah, that's great. <laughs> that's... You're, you're just on fire today. Yeah, you really are. You are. Just ahead, uh, what? Yes, yeah, Stephanie rules, Savannah. Stephanie's going to have everything that we need to know about interest rates that are set to rise, perhaps as early as next month, and the impact on the credit cards, mortgages, and more. Oh, Hello. 8.30 now, Thursday morning, 27th of January, 2022. 
one, one week, week from, from today, today. Oh, wow. the Winter Olympics gets wow. underway. Of course, you can see it all right here on NBC, also streaming on Peacock. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's so go. Let's the go. athletes are already there. Yeah. Uh, coming up this half hour, by the way, we are going to talk about your bottom line, mm -hmm. the hike in interest rates that appears imminent. Uh, Stephanie Rule is going to join us to walk us through the impact on our lives, on our wallets. Plus, what Stephanie says that she sees as good news. I like that. All right. Then, uh, no driver, no problem. Jake Ward gets a firsthand look at the self driving trucks that could be part of the fix for the nation's shipping crisis, and they could be on the roads a lot sooner than we may think. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> plus, Gabby Dalkin is with us bright and early from LA. She's got hearty, healthy winter recipes that are easy to make ahead if you don't have time to cook during mm -hmm. the week. All in for that. Coming up on the third hour, we got Stanley Tucci live filling us in on his new series all about searching for hidden treasures mm. lost at sea. Mm. Like Guys, tomorrow, one of our favorite guests, Jay Shetty, will share uh -huh. mental uh -huh. exercises to help us start and finish each day with positivity. We had the we had the quiet lesson, yes. mm -hmm. and we're going to get the positivity lesson. We're into it. Yeah, wellness. It's where go. it's at. Let's go to the All next. Right. Yeah. Well, let's take a look and uh, look at what we've got for your weekend ahead. And you'll see Friday, light snow developing in the uh, Ohio River Valley, milder highs, mid-section of the country, San Ana winds kicking up in Southern California. Then the weekend outlook, Saturday, we got this nor'easter to deal with. We'll be checking that out. Mild in the Rockies, sunny and dry out west. And finally, Sunday, Sunday! Very cold in the northeast with lake effect snows around the Great Lakes. Morning freeze down through Florida. Rain and snow in the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest weather. Al, thank you. Coming up next with the interest rates set to rise soon, Stephanie Rule is going to be with us to help us prepare with the impact on loans, credit card debt, and more. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back with your money and a big decision from the Federal Reserve. Yeah, that's right. Announcing interest rates will remain unchanged for now, but they did signal that there's probably going to be the first hike in more than three years as early as next month. So what does that mean for the economy? Also, your wallet. NBC senior business correspondent Stephanie Rule joins us with some answers. Stephanie, good morning. Everybody fears rate hikes. Mm -hmm. There's a method to this, but what does it mean for the consumer if interest rates really do rise? Well, let's get ready, consumers. So we're expecting rates to rise next month. So if you are planning on taking out a mortgage, a car loan, if your student loans are private, right now, today, take action. Either apply to take that loan out or refinance. Same goes for your credit card debt. If you can start paying it down, do it now. Your net monthly payments will likely go up when rates go up. All right, let's talk about investors. So how did they react to the news of this rate hike? Well, we saw it this week. They saw this coming, and we saw a lot of volatility. Why? Well, because when rates are at zero, it's a great time for companies to grow, to operate in a bigger way, to borrow. So when rates are higher, it's tougher for them to do that. And more importantly, when rates are at zero, we all know this. As savers, we earn nothing in our savings account. So we saw lots and lots of people move their money from fixed income into stocks because that was the only way you could earn money. So stocks have been the prettiest girl in school for the last few years <laughs> and now things are going to maybe balance out a little but well, for the short term it'll be tougher stocks but well unless your bank stock perhaps Steph mm -hmm. hey Steph in the simplest of terms for folks who might be watching what why do interest rates matter so much 
They're a really important tool. Think back to when the pandemic hit. The Fed dropped interest rates to almost zero because they wanted to keep the economy moving. We were so scared. Businesses thought they'd have to shut down. Well, by moving rates to zero, it made it easier for businesses to borrow and keep their employees on. Think about how hot the housing market has been in the last couple of years. It wasn't just because people said, oh, I want to leave the city and buy a country house. It's because they could. Rates were so low, we could borrow and get mortgages at a lower rate, and that helped to keep the economy going while we've had a difficult few years. Yeah, everybody thinks of interest rates going down as a good thing mm -hmm. and, of course, raises the question why the Fed would want to raise them. And it all has to do with inflation, right? Absolutely, because interest rates and inflation move together. It's the tool that the Fed uses to keep inflation in check. It's how they slow the economy. Right now, prices are going up, up, up all the time. And by raising rates, that's going to hopefully slow things down a bit. And I know we're all looking for prices to not go up so quickly. Steph, you promised positive news. <laughs> and when you, you know, when you, when, when you say you're going to tell the truth, you will. So what do you have for us? I'm going to give you two pieces. Okay. Well, hopefully, raising rates will get the job done and we'll stop seeing prices go up so much, but it's especially good for savers. Think about senior citizens on fixed incomes. They haven't been looking to put their money in the stock market. And now those savings account, remember those high yield savings accounts? We haven't seen them in years. Now you'll earn some money when rates go up, having money in savings. And that is a really good thing. Okay, Stephanie, thank you very uh -huh. much. You can Thanks, find Steph. more on today.com slash on the money. Mm -hmm. Stephanie's always on the money. Always. always, always. All right, just ahead, guys. A high-tech solution for the nation's supply chain issues and driver shortage. Wait for this. We're going to show you 18-wheelers that drive themselves. But first, this is Today on NBC. Welcome back for months. We've been reporting on the nation's supply chain crisis, and one of the key issues has been a shortage of long-haul truck yeah. drivers. Yeah, the industry estimated that last year it was down about 80,000. That's a problem that is likely mm. to get worse. Mm. Well, NBC's Jake Ward found one high-tech company working on a rather interesting solution. Imagine looking in your rearview mirror and seeing this 70,000-pound 18-wheeler behind you without anyone at the wheel. Well, we are pretty much there because this truck is driving itself. Aurora Innovation already has autonomous trucks like this one cruising the highway, just with a babysitter at the wheel. At Aurora, we're building a self-driving technology. Sensors track what's going on around the truck, and an onboard computer not only drives, it does so as politely as possible so it won't freak out anyone else on the road. It's a combination of hardware, software, and data services that allows us essentially operate vehicles autonomously. These trucks all share a common robot brain, and that brain has driven 5 million real-world miles. Every time one truck drives, they all get smarter. So it really understands the world based on all of the experiences that it's been through. So whatever we're likely to see, I was going to say bump into, that's not the right word. No, no, no. No, will be, in theory, something that it has encountered either in the real world or in simulation. Or something similar, right? And so it knows how to handle that situation because it's encountered it before. For the moment, two experienced drivers are part of every ride. He watches the road while she watches the software and describes what's coming next. She's watching how the Aurora driver is perceiving the world and how it's making decisions. And she's keeping him updated on it constantly. We drove a few miles between Dallas and Houston, a run that these trucks just began making for FedEx. And by the end of 2023, the company says they won't have anyone inside. 
But while this is cool technology, it's really a reflection of a labor issue. The trucking industry predicts a shortage of 160,000 truck drivers by the year 2030. Labor experts say it's not a lack of willing drivers. They blame deregulation in the 1980s, which turned steady trucking jobs into contractor work with lower wages and tougher working conditions. I think it's probably not the job you want to go into 40 years from now. Robotic trucks could eventually spell the end of traditional trucking jobs. Is a self-driving truck tremendously less expensive than training up a human driver? We don't really think about it that way. We think about the value that it gets to bring to, to the market. The Aurora driver is going to be able to drive for 20 hours a day. Basically until the gas runs out. Until the gas runs out. The implications of technology like this go on and on. It could help solve our supply chain issues. It might end one whole human occupation while creating a new one for a lucky few. And soon enough, one lane of your nearest highway may be an endless wall of robot trucks. For today, Jake Ward, Palmer, Texas. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, a little Transformers action. Ah, yeah. wow. Robots are here. I do. I mean, I, I think the, the the chief thought is safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have yeah. to wonder. Right. But you know, especially the big rig. A yeah. car's yeah. one thing, but a big rig's like. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when you go to a truck stop? Are they all robots? What's going on? <laughs> no, nobody's there. <laughs> there, there are no you don't have a truck stop because nobody on. has to Come go. On. Okay, you gotta have a stop into you. You gotta have a truck stop. Think of the money. That's your concern. That's my concern. What happens to the truck stop? What happens to the truck stop? You go to the. I want to go to a Bucky's. Come on. Okay, coming up next, we'll take a stop. A comforting what? bowl of chili sounds pretty good, right? Recipes for hearty dishes keeping you warm on a bitter cold day like this. We'll get into it, but first, this is today on NBC. Buckies! At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the U Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. We're back launching a new food series called Today Table. So the idea is simple. Order the ingredients for the recipes we're about to make by using the QR code on your screen. You can even find idea. the kitchen tools to help you make it. I like it. All right, and it works like any grocery service. After you check out, just schedule a store pickup or maybe even a deliver delivery for We're your taking order. care of everything. This everything. is a yeah. great idea. You never need just finding out. Yeah. Never need to leave this show. Uh, so we're going to start with a January resolution reboot. Healthy, easy recipes from Gabby Dawkins, creator of What's Gabby Cooking. Gabby, good morning. Thanks for uh, helping us launch this thing. You are so welcome. Do you like the darkness outside in L.A.? Very <laughs> early. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's an early one. Who doesn't want to wake up and, and, and make chili? What do, you, what do you got for us today? 
So we've been making all sorts of healthy recipes in January, and this is one of the most popular recipes on my website. It's a black bean sweet potato chili that even like a true meat lover would love. As you saw earlier, I just sauteed some onion and some mm. sweet potatoes mm. in like a large heavy bottom skillet. And I'm gonna season it with garlic, salt, paprika, cayenne, and a little cumin, and just kind of toast that up. And then everything just goes into here. So we have black beans, we have quinoa, we have fire roasted tomatoes, and it's just gonna sit on the stove and kind of simmer for mm. with a little bit of stock. Um, you could use quinoa, you could use farro, you could use barley, you could use rice, and literally it's just kind of a set it and forget it kind of thing, and I'm obsessed with it. Could you swap out the black really beans? Gabby, if you don't like black beans, could you use a different kind of bean? Mm -hmm. You could use chickpeas, you could use kidney beans, any uh, red beans, like whatever kind of beans you have, it's meat? amazing. Could you, you ask to use meat? Yeah. Ask use it for Carson. Yep, ground beef. One. So, <laughs> yes, if you wanted to saute some, like, chicken or ground oh. turkey or put mm -hmm. shredded chicken in mm -hmm. before, it is no, like perfect and then extra way to add some protein. And Gabby, with, with most chilies, they're better even later. Is this mm -hmm. a good make ahead? Mm -hmm. This is one of the, so yes, this this I actually made yesterday, yeah. and it's better today than it was last night when I made it. The flavors mm. have time to develop, and I'm just going to season it with, or garnish it with a little cheese, a little cilantro, some lime juice, and then if you want to get a little fancy, like you see on that photo, I like to add a little crema, which is just kind of like a watered-down sour cream to give it a little extra creaminess, mm. and it's perfection. Looks oh. yummy. What's, what's our second? Thanks. You got another dish for us? Yeah, so let's talk about vegetables because I feel like so many people don't know how to make vegetables properly. Mm. And the key to vegetables, in my opinion, is roasting them. So yes. as you can see, mm. we've got a bunch of cauliflower. I haven't overcrowded the pan and it's super caramelized. So I just popped it into an oven, 425 degrees, let everything roast up until it's nice and golden. And then to make matters like even better, mm. I make a homemade tahini sauce. Oh, so this oh, is yeah. a little tahini. Oh. I'm just gonna put a little bit of garlic in there, mm -hmm. a little bit of Le Meyer lemon. I mean, dip I'm in LA, why not? Mm. Yeah, you could dip your french fries in it. Some salt and pepper, stir it all up. And this, you could put it on cauliflower, you could put it on broccoli, you could, put, I mean, I'm blanking on other vegetables right now because we're live, but <laughs> truly, oh, look at that, Karen, you can put it on every vegetable Ooh. known to man, and it's a perfect way to make vegetables, you know, a little bit more delicious, especially for kids. Yeah, Gabby, speaking of vegetables and kids, you're a self-admittedly, you ate like a seven-year-old until you were 17, right? <laughs> I have a nine-year-old, yeah. and, and ask, I'm asking this for every parent watching right now, because it's really concerning for Siri and I now that Etta literally only eats grilled cheeses and pasta, <laughs> and I wonder, like literally almost, and I'm wondering, like, when, is there anything we can do to help that along, or are we supposed to just let that happen? Let it happen, to be totally honest. And then I went to culinary school after college, and I seem to be okay. But I will say, when you make vegetables like this and you get that caramelized flavor and you tell your kids it tastes like candy, like when I was a private chef, I used to tell the kids that, and they would clear the table. Mm. So I feel like, and getting them involved in the kitchen is really nice. My daughter's one. She can't cook yet, but I can't wait till I can make her chop things. Well, you're living proof that there's hope for us yeah. all, so yeah. thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. I've actually so. wondered that, you know, when your kids eat no vegetables, like what happens? They but turn into world-renowned chefs exactly. like Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It makes me there's, feel a lot there's, better. There's, yes. there's hope you. out there. There's hope. Thank Last you. time. I also never had seafood before I was 24, so wow. my culinary school teacher thought I was. There is hope. You're right. See. That's right. It's going to be just Eating fine. Eating Nutella every morning for 20 years is fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, All right. Gabby, thank you so thank much. You. We appreciate it. Remember, you can get these recipes. Thank you. And anything you need, just shop the ingredients, the tools, whatever it is. 
with help of our sponsor, Walmart, by scanning that QR code that you see. Uh, or you can text FOOD to 34318. And just so you know, today earns a commission from purchases through links on today.com. All right. Believe, Al, we've saved a little time for birthday. Very yeah. exciting. All right. Time to give those schmuckers jars a spin and meet some really nice folks. Let's start off first up a happy 100th birthday to Anna Burley, an active lady from New Windsor, New York, who's won several gold oh, and silver medals wow. for swimming in the Senior Olympics. Wow. Love huh. that. Her favorite race, the backstroke. Paul Tarantolo of Houston, Texas is also 100. Loves to dance two months ago. Got to do that with his granddaughter at her wedding. Love that hat. Yeah, that's nice. Happy 100th birthday to Amy Bartley. She's a fashionista from Brooklyn. Doesn't matter the weather or the occasion. You will never catch Amy without a pair of heels on. All right. Uh, John Taylor of Wallace, North Carolina. 102. Wow. The proud dad of seven fantastic kids. Fern Jones of Boynton Beach, Florida, 100. Rumor has it she makes the best ice cream cake oh, you will mm, ever yeah. try. Oh, yeah. Tom Carvel is looking out for her. And last but certainly not least, happy 110th birthday to Harry Slocum Provost. 110, a Scrabble champ from Greenwich, wow. Connecticut, enjoys hanging out with her two younger sisters. One's 94, <laughs> wow. the other's 100. Gosh, man. We got to start playing more Scrabble. Uh, I wonder <laughs> she, if she was on a Smucker's Jar 10 years ago, too. Oh, yeah. oh, we wow. have to look it up. Check that out. Mary should wow. be on the Costco size Smucker's Jar, the big <laughs> one. <laughs> just living yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, a Nutella jar. Uh -huh. We're just getting started, folks. We're just getting started. Back with the third hour in just a few minutes, including Stanley Tucci and must have products for the home and they're all under 30 bucks. Nice. And then on the fourth hour, we're catching up with Taylor Lautner. He hasn't done an interview in five years. So oh, wow. we're, you know, we're interested in speaking with him. So we'll have that and a lot more. But next up, the third hour of today. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.